time to get real. I want to see some crazy whizbiz. What's the I want to see some of that whizbiz. This castle is This is WizBiz with Alex and Eric, a podcast about Adventure Time and Weird Shit. My name is Eric. And my name is Weird Shit. <laughs> well, Alex, sorry. I got a little lost there. In this episode, we are discussing Adventure Time Season 2, Episode 17, Death in Bloom, and 18, Susan Strong. Correct. Uh, yeah, both cool episodes, uh, both introducing important characters and having some cool development. I, I'm excited about these two. I've been looking forward to these ones. Yeah, this is this is the closest we've gotten so far to like the Adventure Time that we've that we fell in love with. You know, this is oh, like yeah. the, the 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 inklings of the <clears throat> not that the ones we've handled are like bad by any stretch, but <clears throat> this is much more the. What, this is much more why two middle-aged men get drunk and talk about this show. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, Death in Bloom is great because it has some of the first, like, well, it has some of the really cool occult stuff starting, you know, with, with uh, Peppermint yeah, Butler. Yeah, this is, this is the start of the P-Butts. But yeah. Eric, more importantly, yeah, how you doing? I'm doing good. I, you know... Um, it's uh, it's our first heat wave of the year. Uh, it's ridiculously early f- in the year for it to be over 90 degrees, and I'm a little um, irritated by that, but I've got my little air conditioner, Calvin Coolidge, and I plugged him in, and he's chugging away. So, oh, yeah. So uh, I'm surviving. How about you, Alex? I uh, am surviving the heat wave by having an uh, air-conditioned basement apartment and the new Zelda game. So like, oh, outside means nothing to me right now. <laughs> I literally started this recording late because there was a there was a there's a time aspect in one of the, in the game I'm playing uh-huh. that if I stopped playing and put the thing on sleep, I would lose the object I was going for. So oh. I was like, uh, I'm just gonna have to be about five minutes late. And then, <laughs> unfortunately, I was killed by a Lazalfos and didn't even get the object. A Lazalfos is that like that stuff that Garfield loves? Uh, no, that's normal. Oh, um. You know, oddly enough, my dad uh, emailed me about Zelda games. He's like, Erica, did you ever play any Zelda games? And I was like, well, sure. You know, I played uh, uh, Legend of Zelda and the second one, whatever that was called, on the... on the old... I think it was just called Zelda 2. Really? I thought it was like Zelda 2, the Revenge of Link or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there might be. I don't... Yeah. I don't, yeah. But, um, but, you know, that was on the original... 8-bit Nintendo way back in the old days or was that a 16-bit Nintendo who knows no that was that was <clears throat> that was 8-bit Nintendo yeah with the <clears throat> cartridges that you had to blow in and stuff like that yeah Super Nintendo was a link to the past was its big uh, Zelda uh, entry and I yeah but so I haven't played a Zelda game in a very 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 long time and I was like yeah I played them and then he started asking me questions about it and I was like dad I'm not the person to ask about video games I don't know I I mean is it Nintendo only? I don't know. Is it on the PC? It I is. don't know. It, it is, is Nintendo only. Yeah. It's, oh, it's do you proprietary have a, Nintendo only. Uh, the new one's called Tears of the Kingdom, which is a sequel to Breath of the Wild. And Breath of the Wild was like one of the best games ever made. And this is uh, so far doing a really good job of being a sequel to the best game ever made. Like it's, man, it's 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 some good shit. I'm not going to say anything because the game just came out. Even four weeks from now, it's probably still a little early to spoil anything. Yeah. 
I other than spoiler, that. there are Lizalfos in the game. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've been, um, I, I think we've talked about this uh, before on the show, but like both of us sort of like go watch Adventure Time as sort of like a cozy thing that, you know, even episodes that we're not talking about, like I, I've watched through seasons eight and nine and um, 10 recently. And that was kind of fun because uh, both of the characters that we're going to be talking about today have pretty big, well, somewhat big parts. Death and Susan both show up a lot later on. Yeah. <clears throat> more, more Susan than death. Because mm-hmm. death yeah. is more just like a fun, you know, tertiary character. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also uh, loses his voice at one point. <laughs> well, the, uh, the the guy that played him died, so they stopped having that being a, a speaking role. <clears throat> oh, is that what happened? I mean, I know that he, he didn't that's die until what 2017. I, that's what I heard. I did not, like, do any kind of research. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was some, uh, like, um, character actor guy. Like, he was on, like, cop was, shows and stuff. It was uh, uh, Miguel Ferrer. Yeah, yeah, Miguel Ferrer. Yeah, he was on Twin Peaks and RoboCop and all sorts of yeah. cool stuff. He's a he's an awesome actor. Um, okay, so Death in Bloom, uh, which starts off with Finn and Jake being the shittiest uh, houseplant um, people ever. Like, I would have mm-hmm. thought Jake would be better at that. Well, I mean, okay, one, there's an established thing earlier. Mm-hmm. wherein a really adorable plant turns into, like, a man-eating monster with Marceline. Yeah, okay. So, there's that. I don't know where I was going with that. I just thought that I'd bring that up. But, um, no, I think they were great plant people. They're feeding it pizza. They're, they're having fun. They have, like, a dance party. I mean, what, what yeah. more would you want being a babysitter? I don't know. And I guess, honestly, in... In retrospect, everything that they run into in Ooh seems to be pretty happy with, like, pizza and soda and stuff. So, why not plants? Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, I think, it, I think it's one-to-one. Also, they were getting uh, their electrolytes. <laughs> yeah. Um, the scale in this I find funny. That the plant dies, so the first thought is, oh, let's go to the land of the dead. So, one, you're assuming <laughs> that plants have a soul. Yeah. Uh, two, you can travel as a, as a, a live person to, to the, the land, land of, of the dead. dead. And then three, you just happen to know a guy that knows a guy. I mean, it's, yeah. it's pretty <laughs> fucking amazing. <laughs> and of course, the guy who knows a guy is my favorite, Peppermint Butler. Yes. Uh, Pepper. Peppermint Butler is uh, one of the best, uh, you know, non-main cast characters and mm-hmm. this is where he gets to, he comes into his own of just like, oh, yeah, he's like literally some kind of weird spellcraft guy. But what's great is that like he's an old man ribbon candy. Like, I mean, he's like mm-hmm. he's gross old people candy, but he's into the he occult. <laughs> and he's yeah, he always wears his uh, little butler outfit. And suddenly he's like, oh, yeah, I know how to go to the land of the dead. And by the way, when you're there, tell death I said hi. <laughs> yeah, I did just realize something, though. I think he's more like like a, a valet than a butler. I think so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think it should be Peppermint Valid. I agree, but uh, it's too late. He's already been named, and I think he's. We're just gonna have to stick with it. Nah, I think I can invent time travel. He's a. Um... <laughs> okay, do it. Let's. I'm gonna go back. The first thing I'm gonna do is gonna. I'm gonna go back uh, to the JFK assassination, 
make uh-huh. sure that fucker gets one more bullet, and then I'm going to uh, fix Pepper Pippa's name. <laughs> oh, future Alex is the man on the grassy knoll. Yeah. 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 This is, uh, I'm part of the Umbrella Academy. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I love about this episode is uh, the Land of the Dead is a genuinely terrifying place. Like, it's populated by skeletons. There's that super freaky, like, cyclops dragon skeleton thing oh yeah, yeah. Like, the like gate. flamingo angel yeah 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 and it's just like some really really um amazing and horrifying imagery and it's uh but the show is still treating everything so lightheartedly that it's really kind of done in a way where it's sort of like look at this terrifying backdrop you know we're still gonna do our stupid hijinks and stuff well, uh, there's also the the wonderful thing of when they get introduced to it that it's like uh, the land of the dead is all heavy metal themed. Mm-hmm. Like there's like this hard, aggressive heavy metal as they're falling down the like the chasm into getting into the land of the dead. And like <laughs> and later on, yeah, when they Death get into the, the uh, yeah, the devil goes down to Georgia uh, mm-hmm. musical fight between the two of them. It's all hardcore, yeah. you know, like Swedish death metal. <laughs> I watched this in uh, in my bedroom with the air conditioner on, so I had uh, subtitles on for the movie because the air conditioner is loud or for the show. And um, when Death was playing his part, it said in the subtitles, uh, uh, "Screaming Death Metal." <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <clears throat> I mean, accurate, <laughs> like very accurate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so we do learn that um, Jake thinks that Death's castle is pretty. Yeah, it's made uh, out of light. Oh, we also we, we skipped a very important thing. We don't let's not forget uh Chekhov's uh say hello. That Peabot yeah. says when you see death, make sure to say hello for me. Because what yeah. what a what a fun solution. <laughs> it seems like <laughs> such an innocent name drop when it happens, just sort of like but just kind of bragging. But um it's uh it ends up being really important. Um Primarily, uh, the land of the dead itself, you know, so I think I mentioned it's all populated by skeletons and the, the living when they get in there and the skeletons find out that they have flesh, like that ends up being a thing. They're like, oh, I haven't seen this stuff in centuries. Yeah, that was fun. We, but let's, yeah. th- we need to talk about this whole skeleton thing because this is my okay. main kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, ontological question. That's not the right word, but I can't think of the right word for it. Why, like, so that one guy shows up with a knife in his skull. He's like, Mm -hmm. cause of death, knife in skull. Mm -hmm. Does that imply that the wait time to get into the afterlife is so long that their flesh rots before they can even get an introduction to the weird flamingo angel angel that watches the the gates? Because, like, if you die, you generally have flesh on you still. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Even straighter is. But the ontology of adventure time... Later on, uh, we encounter ghosts in Adventure Time, which still look like people. And I'm wondering, yeah. first of all, all of the skeletons, they look like humans. And we know that at this point, we don't know that there are any humans left on Ooh, except for Finn. So yeah. where did all of these skeletons killed with daggers and spears and stuff come from? They must be centuries old. Yeah, but, like, they just rolled in. He, the guy's, like, you know, getting his cause of death. Like, it's his first day there. It's weird. Yeah. Or maybe, and I think I posited this on the show before, that, like, so, um, let's say that uh, the land of Ooh, the, you know, the the 
Candy Kingdom, etc., is on just is the northern hemisphere of the planet. Maybe it's mm-hmm. like on the southern hemisphere, everything's fine. Like there's still people and everything's everything's like totally normal, but it's just like this weird fucked up. And everybody like in the normal part is like, yeah, we don't we don't go up north. It's like it's like it's like Game of Thrones. Yeah, past the wall, it's <laughs> shit gets weird. Yeah, shit like we've we've seen we've seen video of like sentient bubble gum and like it's so we just basically just no go zone. Uh, we're down here living our futuristic fantasy world. <laughs> I I feel like that's probably. Uh valid like we i mean we do see some images later in the series Ooh is a continent yeah it's a big roundish continent um but also the planet has that big chunk taken out of it but that doesn't mean that there's not another continent yeah maybe there is and also maybe those are maybe the land of the dead isn't just uh earth's dead but it's you know aliens on other planets maybe those are martians who knows or you know maybe we colonized other planets before the great mushroom war and that in any of our satellite colony planets when you die you still go to ooze stroke earth hell mm-hmm. that could be or, or underworld wait, wait, wait by the way so what the fuck is the nether sphere then the the what's what's it called the um, nitosphere nitosphere yeah it's, it's like that's not the right word it's something like that i don't know i mean we're were there tortured souls in the nightosphere? I thought that was the point. Like, remember when there's all those people waiting in line to, like, complain and they're... Yeah. I thought the whole <sighs> idea was that that was the line of the, you know, the newly dead. But yet there's... A, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Maybe this is, like, one of those things where, depending on what um, religion you belong to, mm-hmm. you go to, like... So this one's more of, like, a like a Greek concept of the afterlife, you know, it's like just the, the yeah. it's like just shades, you know, kind of hanging out in a field and Maybe. the, the nightosphere is more like the Christian, you know, uh, uh, Hieronymus Bosch, uh, kind mm-hmm. of afterlife. Maybe, um, Maybe it's sort of like, uh, the Egyptian soul where when you die, you split into multiple parts. Your soul has multiple components and they go yeah. to different afterlives. Oh, okay, maybe, so like so like your ka goes to the nightosphere, your ba yeah. goes to uh the land of the dead or land something of the like dead. that. Yeah. I'm done with it. And then I guess another option is uh you know, we know that Adventure Time uh leans pretty heavily on Dungeons and Dragons for some of its stuff and in the Dungeons and Dragons multiverse there are um there are afterlives for each of the major alignments, you know? So there's like the lawful good afterlife, the lawful evil afterlife, the chaotic neutral afterlife. So it could oh, be okay. something like that too. Oh, interesting. A lot of these, a lot of the guys in uh, the land of the dead looked like they had died in battle. Yeah. And as we've established, uh, all soldiers are evil. So uh, <laughs> Eric actually has that tattoo. It's tramp stamped. Yeah. Tramps have that says all soldiers are evil. Uh, you want to try me? I bet you don't even know how to punch. Remember, that's Eric that has these opinions. Oh, boy. <laughs> so anybody with like a USMC tattoo, just find Eric. I'll no, give you his no, address. no, 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 yeah. <laughs> no. I don't think all soldiers are evil. Uh, it's, you know, it's not what you say off air. Uh, there is, uh, I, I love that it, also in their afterlife thing, they've got the uh, the river, river, is it Leith? Lethe? Yeah, Lethe, probably. Yeah. I think in uh, English, we usually say Leith or Leith. Leith. It's one of those but, ones I've only read before, but... Uh, yeah. 
love that as a concept and I love Peabut's, you know, warning of like, don't drink the, and they get cut off. It's such a, like a, a fun yeah. setup, but also <laughs> just this, this skeleton's like, yes, drink the, drink water. the water. It's like, no man, that evil skeleton's telling you to drink the water. So it's therefore bad. <laughs> don't drink the water. Yeah, it's fucking, <laughs> it's, it's brilliant uh, reverse psychology. Yeah, it and it works apparently. Uh, yeah, but Jake, uh, Jake makes a lot of foolish decisions sometimes. Um, and then uh, Death himself is such a fascinating weirdo. Like he, he uh, has a Japanese style rock garden and like a Zen garden sort of thing yes. that basically fills up his whole castle courtyard, um, except for his uh, stage. Like, I, I just love that Death is a musician. And, and he's got a really cool keytar. Did you notice the keytar? I did see the keytar, yes. Yeah. And a rad set of snow bells. Sleigh yeah. bells. God, Sleigh I'm, bells. Saying, I'm saying the wrong word today, sorry. He also has a superpower that um, he can't be kicked by people with a dumb brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want that superpower. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. I like that, just that t-shirt. You can't kick me. Your brain is dumb. <laughs> uh um so uh another interesting thing in this episode is we see princess bubblegum riding a giant bird i don't think this is the first time we've seen her on a giant no, bird we've but seen, i think uh, we've seen that before because the bird uh had uh laser eyes in an episode where they s- saved yeah. them from like a dungeon or something right but that was a different bird that was like a giant goose oh was it oh okay yeah and this is a giant sort of falcon hawk thing named, named morrow the morrow yeah which is pretty cool I really yeah. liked it. Uh, okay, and also, so Princess Bubblegum is hanging out uh, in in Veggie Village, giving a science conference to the veggie people who are just vegetables. Like, they just sit there. Yes. They never do anything. It's you never really see fun. them moving yeah. on their own. <laughs> um, and, and I am going to have a question when we're talking about the next episode. Uh, I have a question about some mixed messages in Adventure Time World. Sure. So we'll have to we'll have to get to that when we go over there. Yeah, so we have uh, a we have a big death metal um devil goes down the Georgia style contest between Finn mm-hmm. and Death and uh Jake in his uh amnesiatic state votes for Death saying he was he, he was much more kick ass, which is you know correct. Finn just sat there screaming yeah. with a bunch of bells like a jerk. Yeah, I thought together they did a good job. They should have gotten joint credit. And Death, honestly, he cheated. He used magic. Why was that cheat? He had, like, fireworks and a big fire I, show and I don't, stuff. I don't remember the rules saying no magic. That's true. I guess you just use whatever tools you got. I mean, did Finchie because he still has flesh? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's too bad that there wasn't, like, that, you know, because it's, I think we've already established that Finn uh, likes to rap and he plays the flute, right? Yes. So it's too bad that he didn't pick that for his rap battle weapon or for his music battle weapon. Yeah, I think he kind of sucks at flute though. He's kind of a he's kind of a he is kind of a dummy. Yeah, his brain but is But he's stupid. covered in flesh. Yeah. That's true, which is I mean that's a high commodity item in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. So here's another yeah. thing to think about with this. Princess Bubblegum is is a logical science-based creature. Mm-hmm. Finn is aware of two different afterlives. Mm-hmm. Can can 
we just not break her paradigm? Like, like I can show you, like you're friends with Marceline. You know who her dad is. I don't, I don't, how do you not allow for <laughs> I don't know. beyond science? I mean, maybe she believes that it's still science. Like it's still science stuff happening. It's just undescribable. But like P-Bets knows a way to get into the uh, land of the dead by crossing your eyes and staring into a corner. Yeah. Do it, you fools. Oh, shit. Did you hear that? I forgot to turn off. My I did hear that, Eric. Uh, are you going to leave that in? You're going to leave that in. I, I might. It depends. <laughs> so by Finn losing the, the contest, uh, Death said, well, I'm going to kill you now, which, you know, fair mm-hmm. enough. And Finn is duty bound to say, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, Pepper and Bunt says, what's up? And, and, yeah, it's like, and, and that changes everything. He's like, oh, shit, you know him? I love that guy. Like, oh, he can have anything. <laughs> oh, fine. Gives Jake and memory back. And I'm like, man, what the fuck kind of life did Pepper Butler have off, off camera? The thing that's so great about it is I'm sure that they kind of intended it to be sort of a throwaway joke in this episode. But it ends up being uh, pretty important to the plot in a lot of places later on. Like Peppermint Butler's uh, occult knowledge and occult powers are, are pretty, uh, you know, they, they return over and over again. And this is um, this is our first foray into it, and all he asks uh, in return for his favor is uh, the low low price of Jake's flesh, yeah, <laughs> which <laughs> which is really fun. He's like, oh, Pepper Butler, yeah. so silly. And he's like, no, your flesh, I want it. <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> oh, I, I, I like uh, I like uh, like people getting their flesh ripped off. It's fun times. So okay. Uh, another question for you for the Adventure Time world. Like, it turns out that Death does have the soul of the um, princess plant and is able to resurrect the princess plant. Yeah. The soul of the princess plant is glowing and is not like a plant skeleton. And where the hell are all the other plant souls? Death should be full. The land of the dead should be filled with plant souls if plants have souls and they go down there when they die. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, maybe there's a like a whole level of only plants. Like the there's like a flora and fauna separation in the land of the dead. Hmm. I'm trying to remember. I know that we return to the land of the dead in future episodes. Uh, we will have to bring these questions up again when we get there, um, because maybe we do learn more about the structure of the land of the dead. Also, her plant is um, called the princess plant. So maybe mm-hmm. it's embodied with a soul because of the name Princess, because that obviously it, carries weight in the world of Ooh. It could be. Um, one of or one of my uh, trivia things for this is um, originally the Princess plant was going to be called the Halo Lily, which definitely in, it, it invokes a more mystical or supernatural. Oh, uh, I think of that that video game for Xbox. Halo Lily. No, it's called Halo. Right, but. You know, a lily with a halo would be like an angelic plant. Yeah, I know, but like I don't think of halo as angelic. I think of Master Chef. Master Chef. <laughs> yeah. Um, I almost said the real name, and I'm like, no, people get really annoyed when, when people call Master Chef, so I got to go with it. I re- I I would love to see a sequel to this where, uh, or or another. Um, death music battle where somebody gets to play that guitar. If I ever go to the Land of the Dead, I'm going to play the guitar. I'm sure I've mentioned before how I really want to get a guitar and I think um it's just going to be in preparation for my final afterlife uh music battle. I can arrange it. I know a guy. 
Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. Just just uh, when you get to uh, down there and you meet Death, tell him a tin of Altoids sent you. A tin of Altoids. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have to get the key tire first. I have to start practicing before I get there. Yeah. Um. Uh. Tin of Altoids is is that's my uh that's my MC name. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what's your DJ name then? Al Dash Toids. Al Dash Toids. Yeah. It's all. It's all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, that's, all, that's when I play my Middle Eastern audience. It's Al Toids. Yeah. Yeah. I think, isn't that because your beats are minty fresh? Yeah. 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 And the first two letters of my name are A and L. That also makes sense. Yeah. I mean, in the world that I just made up, that made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, anything else about the the, the death episode uh, that I don't Well, we the already title. talked about um, death being voiced by uh, Miguel Ferrer. Uh, and then also... The veggie people first appeared in an episode that we both found very distasteful, The Jiggler. Oh, were there veggie people there? Yeah, it, right in the intro, um, we meet Stanley the Watermelon and oh, that's the veggie right. people, just yeah. really, really briefly. Yeah, I wonder if we could make some kind of connection that the veggie people being so stupid is because they're based on that Christian thing, the, the veggie tales. Veggie tales? Yeah, do you know about that? <laughs> no. It's like a, it's like a Christian cartoon of like vegetables. And like the lead character is like a, like a cucumber. It's like huge. It's like a like a monster. I've never monster heard thing. of this. Where did yeah. you find? Where did you come across this? I mean, I heard about it for years. It's been around for a long ass time. Uh, but uh. Veggie Tales. Have you ever watched any of it? No. I mean, it's it's like a children's show for Christians. I can't. I can't imagine something targeted less at me. I mean, unless somehow there was a NASCAR tie-in, I think that's the only way to make it less interesting for me. NASCAR. <laughs> I would I would watch that. NASCAR VeggieTales, a cucumber driving a driving a race car and talking about Jesus. That sounds pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, probably for about 35 seconds, you're right. But then, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Because uh, yeah. as we're uh, on record that Eric hates all uh, soldiers, I hate Christians, especially oh. especially vegetable ones. How do you feel about non-Christian vegetables, pagan vegetables? Are you okay with those? Mm, I like a Jewish vegetable. I like a Buddhist vegetable. Taoist vegetables can suck a dick. Um, Atheist vegetables? Uh, kind of flavorless. You know, they're they're like the uh, they're like the squashes. They're the they're the, the kind of but yeah, they're like the gourd family. The atheists are the gourds of the vegetables. <laughs> And here we have, here we have a complete uh, eschatology of vegetable religions mm-hmm. by Alex Bolin. Yeah. Oh, we know they can't because they don't believe in gourd. <laughs> ah, 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 That's the worst ah, thing I've ever thought of. Wow. And I was like, I don't want to say that out loud, but I'm gonna. You just—it's too late. Yep. You said it. You yep. said it. It's—it's it's part of us now. It's... Yeah. Thankfully, I edit. So. <laughs> uh, Alex. Eric. Do you have any shiny rocks? I do. Okay. Oh, okay. I do. I'm ready for them. I found a cool list of um, kind of out of date, weird, or just interesting words. Okay. And there are 34 of them. There's some, there's some that we know most are weird. So I would like you to name a number between 1 and 34. 33. That is a number between them. Um, somewhat of a, yeah, I mean, you, you know this, uh, Donnybrook. Huh? Donnybrook. Donnybrook. I mean, I've heard the word. I don't know what it means. Oh, Donnybrook is like a, like a fight. 
like a melee. We get into a Donnybrook. Oh. <laughs> I believe that uh, why Donnie is called that in the show. Oh. That could be. Yeah, I don't know. That was, yeah. Uh, all right, one more. Or two more. Um, or whatever. 19. 19. Um, Bibble. Bibble. Hmm? Isn't that like a drink? Oh, like from Imbibe? Um, no. I mean, it might be, but that's not the definition we have here. What is the definition we have there? Well, okay, wait. I mean, it's related. Um, uh, you know those people in your favorite restaurant who drink and or eat noisily? What they uh-huh. are doing is referred to as bibble. Bibble. Yes. It's basically like a boisterous nibble. Yes. Yes. Okay. That probably is the derivation. All right. One more. Mm-hmm. Okay. 17. Oh, good. This is the one that I was going to bring up if I had chosen um, anything. Snullygaster. Snullygaster. Mm-hmm. I do not know oh, this sorry, word. Oh, My apologies. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know that word. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't. Snullygaster. Uh, so this is a politician who does or says things for their own personal advancement instead of following their own principles. Isn't it's that all of them? Goster. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm going to do one more just because it's the next one on the list. Okay. Because uh, it, it literally says this is a strange one. Erinaceus. Erinaceus. Yeah. E-R-I-N-A-C-U-S. Gosh, I have no idea. Never heard that one either. Me neither. It, it's uh, it refers to something or someone who resembles a hedgehog. Oh, yep. okay, okay, that, that makes sense. Literally, no idea. I don't know what the root is of that. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but that's all right. So there, there are some shiny rocks for y'all uh, in the audience at large. I also have a shiny rock today. Ooh, please share. My shiny rock is frosty. F R O W S T Y. F-R-O-W-S-T-Y. Frousty. Frousty. Um, I'm going to say it's someone who frowns often. It is not. It is an adjective meaning uh, stale and musty or stuffy. Ooh, that feels, that's a great, yeah, that feels like that's what it means. Now that you say it, yeah. frousty. Yeah. yeah, frousty. Yeah. Like, look at that frousty hovel. Yeah. I like it. This, Frousty. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds, yeah. It's one of those words that sounds like what it means. It's, un, you know, like last episode, we uh, talked about words that sound like the opposite of what they mean, like uh, bucolic, which sounds yeah. like it's something horrible, but it means something really pleasant and pastoral. Um, I think Frousty, it, it gives its feeling. It, it Its meaning comes through its sound. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Good job, Frousty. Well, well, well done finding that shiny rock. Thanks. It was, I literally just came across it when I was reading earlier today and I was like, frousty, what's that mean? And I looked it up. I was like, this is my shiny rock. I'm what the hell this. were you reading that used the word frousty? Uh, I was reading a mystery novel that uh, takes place in ancient Rome. Oh, oh yeah. You, been, you're, you're always reading those. You've brought that up on the show before. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I'm on, uh, I'm on like book 18. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm really, yeah. I mean, I guess oh, I, I really do. I got no problem with it. That sounds fun. <laughs> <I'm>, yeah. <clears throat> they're, they're great. Um, and uh, I, I was going to maybe take a break at the end of book 17, but book 17 ended on such a crazy cliffhanger that I had to go get book 18 immediately. Yeah. So. I mean, he looked out and like their foot was just about to cross over the Rubicon, the end. <laughs> the end. <laughs> oh, um, speaking about crossing the Rubicon. Yeah. Uh, Eric, would you like to give a call to action? 
Uh, yeah, I feel like uh, you out there in the audience, this is your call to action this time. Cross that Rubicon of talking to your friends about this podcast. Hell yeah. Uh, we're about to get into... We're about to get really into the thick of it. You know, sort of, you know, remember at the end of season one or the beginning of season two and we got into the Nightosphere stuff, how excited we were. We are about to get into, uh, you know, the big stuff, the lich and world-ending dangerous magic and uh, Finn and Jake saving the world for realsies. Lots of uh, interesting characters and cool things coming up. So it's a good time to convince your friends to hop on the WizBiz podcast bandwagon, which is which could definitely use some more passengers. Yeah, there's there's ample space to sit on the WizBiz mm-hmm. bandwagon. I mean, just please yeah, yeah. pop a squad anywhere you want. I mean, hell, <laughs> sit in the middle seat. Just we, it's yeah. fine. It's easy. You're not going to get anybody next to you. Yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, this is like <laughs> this is a like a of... three a.m. flight that lands in like Reno, you know. Yeah, <laughs> we've got a lot. We're like of Wichita, space. this is the three a.m. to Wichita. <laughs> all right, all right. Season two, episode eighteen. Susan Strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to start off by saying I love Susan Strong. She is one of my favorite supporting characters. Uh, she has an incredible story arc. And I'm curious about how much the Adventure Time team knew about Susan Strong's story arc this first time she shows up. Like, yeah. Like, what do we, what did they really know about her? Because they don't resolve the whole Susan Strong storyline until Islands, which is, what is that, season nine? Season yeah. eight, the end of season eight. But I think. We establish that so uh, out of order in this episode to audience at home that hasn't haven't watched this one. Um, Susan looks like a human. She's with other people that look human. Turns out the other people are weird fish hybrid. Mm-hmm. When do we confirm that she's human? Well, because there's that I episode where she shows Finn what's under the hood, which sounds a lot grosser than it. <laughs> right. So Susan is wearing a, a hat like Finn's. Right. Like Finn's hat kind of looks like a little bear head. Susan's hat looks like a cat head. All of the tribe of fish people are all wearing animal head hats. And um, I think that there's an episode, I think Susan's next appearance, she lets Finn feel under her hat. Oh, that's it, yeah. But it's not revealed to us what's going on. Well, so, uh, but the the reason I bring that up is, so I don't think the writing staff, assuming that episode doesn't happen this season, which which I'm pretty sure it doesn't, I think mm-hmm. the writing staff doesn't know what Susan Strong is. Turns out this episode has good resonance. People like it. Mm-hmm. When off, you know, when Finn finds out she's human by feeling her ears or looking at him or whatever, when writing that episode, I think they have a lot of her story arc planned. Okay. I think this is, I think this first one is like, eh, she might be a human. We don't have the answer yet. But once it's like established and not told to us that she's human, mm-hmm. I think that's, you, I think they've signed the contract that this is going to be a long-term, many-episode thing. It's uh, it's a, it's an interesting thing to think about because there's it's such a big um, core part of Finn's story, and uh, it gets so intertwined with so many things later on. Um, it's uh, it's kind of brave storytelling, honestly. Yeah. Um, Maybe not this first episode where they just introduce her, but like the the stuff that they introduce yeah, the later stuff, yeah. to kind of tie her and her whole story into like the overall arc. Um, 
But in this one, so we have so we have an, we have another really cool Easter egg in this episode. Right at the beginning, um, when they see all the tree stumps, yes, it's the, the first trees. mention. Yeah, it's the first mention of Uncle Gumbald yes. and the taffy trees, and we see those. We see that story happen uh, in season ten. Oh, is it that far later? Holy shit! Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like it's just sort of dropped here. Like my great uncle Gumbald chopped down all these taffy trees, and we see what happens, and we see how important that is way, 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 way later. Uh, but also how traumatic it is for Princess Bubblegum way, 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 way later. And it's interesting because that introductory scene where they're having that really awkward conversation, where Finn is sort of facing the trauma of being the last human. Like, I, I love how they do this. Like princess bubblegum just keeps making all these gaffes, like these awkward statements reminding Finn that he's the last human. And then she's like, Oh God, I have to just get out of here. I have yeah. to stop this. Finn has a great um, line too. Like, Oh, Finn, you, uh, you don't know any stories about your, your human side. You're like, yeah, I don't like to think about it. When I do, I get all soul searchy and weird, <laughs> which, yeah. uh, which I felt like, yeah, <laughs> someone that gets soul searchy and weird very often. I'm, I'm there with you, Finn. Yeah, we get a we get a few more lines like that as things progress about how much uh, psychological trauma Finn is going through. Like they don't really dwell on it uh, all the time, but like you know, there's that line. I can't remember. If, I don't think we've had it yet. I think it's in season three where something horrific happens and Finn's like, "Well, that's going in the vault." So he's implying <laughs> yeah, yeah. that he's got like all these suppressed memories of all. Because I mean, he sees so much terrifying, weird shit. You know. He's been to he's been to the nightosphere. He's been to the land of the dead. He's faced off against horrifying monsters and seen into lumpy space. Into lumpy space. Yeah, it's been it's been a hell of a trip for him. Um, well, maybe. I mean, though, this is the world he he was raised in. So is this is it traumatic for him? Like, for instance, if you were raised in some old tiny place, uh, Kenya. Like, like not the city part, but like, you know, you're like hardcore, nowhere near electricity, Kenya. Mm-hmm. You drop one of those people in New York, it's going to be traumatizing as fuck. But that same yeah. uh, age person in New York that grew up there would be like, yeah, it's just New York. So like. True. Is, and I guess is, you know, the other Finn's way around, ra- probably. Yeah. So F- Finn, if he's right. Ra- yeah. And the other way around. Yeah. So Finn yeah. Um, being sent, you know, being raised in this fucked up world. I mean, his parent, his brother's a magical dog. His parents are dogs. Like, I wonder how much, I wonder how like kind of normalized this is for him. Like, I, you're right. They reference a lot of the trauma that he has, but like there's a certain amount yeah. of like, yeah, but that's just sort of, <laughs> that's your life, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's true. And you know, you can see, yeah, I guess, I guess it kind of depends. I think a lot of the stuff that he ends up facing is more horrifying than uh, your average inhabitant of Ooh. Also, That's you know, fair. think back to like the first episode. The um, I can never what it's slumber called. Slumber party panic. Ep- slumber party panic. When the uh, zombie people start showing up, and we learn that Princess Bubblegum does everything she can to keep her people sheltered and ignorant of the dangers of the world outside. And that's why Finn and Jake are so important to oh, okay. yeah. Candy Kingdom. <clears throat> um, so the, the episode starts off with uh, 
talking about the taffy trees and they're they're there to yeah. do a stump removal which is mm-hmm. what a what a jerk princess bubblegum is like oh my two heroes go over there and remove those stumps and they're not getting paid <laughs> i mean presumably no yeah and we learn in season 10 that those stumps have been there for 800 years yeah well like what i this like, maybe she just hell? wanted to see finn work with his shirt off maybe this is more maybe, like I... you know lustiness from from old pb I think that there might be a little bit of that lustiness from old PB in this episode for sure. Uh, that's also probably why she just continued to so sh- to stumble awkwardly over her words. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so speaking of a young PB, there's a painting in her office of her as a child. Uh huh. Which I find difficult to imagine how that happened. She well, when we see flashbacks of her. Long, long ago. She is child-ish. But didn't she create all the other candy people? She did. So who but the hell painted that? she was a kid that? when she... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, like, I get that she was young at some point. It's the fact that it was a painting of her being young throws me. Like, she's the she's god of the candy. Yeah. Like, her uncles so who... and all those people, she created them to be an uncle. It's not like they were alive before her. So who the fuck right. painted that? I don't know. Uh, maybe Uncle Gumbald painted it before he turned evil. So she created Uncle Gumbald when she's a child, and then mm-hmm. he paints a picture of her. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. Yeah, no, I'm all, I'm all, that's fine. All right. Yeah. I mean, of those three first candy people she created, I think he's the only one who could do it. Maybe her, like, weird, like, larval Leto the second brother that lives under the tree um, oh, Nelly? Yeah, or whatever. Uh, yeah. Maybe he's also like a really good soulful painter. <laughs> it could be. He's terrified of everything, but... Yeah, yeah, whatever. Maybe he's not terrified of yeah, paint. Yeah, paint ain't scary. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so, so that's, the, the, the setup is uh, PB wants to watch Finn with his shirt off, so they're getting mm-hmm. some hatch removal, and uh, they, find a, they find a hatch. I said yeah. that all backwards, but I think the audience knew what I was yeah. trying to say. They're doing stump removal, and they find a hatch. There's a big no. Brown, I think they were rusty... doing hatch removal because it was, and they found a stump. Yeah, because it was Charlie, and then Locke eventually gets there, and Saeed finds out as well, and then uh, uh, Naveen Andrews uh, was there. Oh, and then so that's when they find Desmond, and they're and he's got the numbers that they input all the time. I'm doing a lost right. reference. Okay, let's just keep I going. I figured that this was lost, mm-hmm. but as you know. I, uh, the first season, there was a, a very much uh, surrounded by the mystery of the hatch. The hatch. Yeah, there's a hatch was on that this. before the smoke monster show? No, the smoke monster was in episode one. Yeah. Oh, creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful first season. You should watch it. I think I've watched most of season one, but I don't remember. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's an ancient um, show. <laughs> right. So, like, down in. So, of course, they go in the hatch. You know, it's. Finn and Jake, they do everything. They, they're going to go have an adventure if they can. I'd go in that and hatch. I'm usually not a big adventurous guy, but, like, I find a mysterious hatch. I mean, I feel like I feel like I gotta go to in that shit. You know what I think I would have done uh, also? Uh, I would have tested to see if those stumps were actually made out of toffee. Hmm. Cause Wait, here's a question, though. Toffee or taffy? I thought you were saying taffy. Taffy. Okay. You're right. She was saying taffy. What's the difference? Toffee is like a, like a brownish um, kind of, almost like a caramelly, like a hard caramel. 
is is taffy. Well, so then what's taffy? Taffy is like um like up. saltwater taffy. You know that like kind of bright colored, yeah. super kind of fruity. It stretches. Like if you're at a okay. I'm looking it up. Yeah. Difference between toffee and taffy. Seven crucial differences you need to know. There's a full seven. <sighs> Jesus. The main differences between toffee and taffy are their textures, their ingredients, their taste, their origin, their cooking temperature, so their ease of cooking, and their nutrition <laughs> value. Yeah. Uh, toffee came from England, and taffy came from America. Yeah. There also used to be social gatherings uh, called taffy poles, wherein uh, people would pull yeah. the taffy together. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, toffee is a hard texture. Um, yeah, it's but it's basically butter and caramelized sugar. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like caramel but hard. Yeah. Uh, taffy is a chewy texture. Originally, it was just white or translucent, and now has all the other flavors. Uh, making taffy is blah 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 blah. blah There's blah, a very uh, dumb taffy joke I'm going to tell you very quickly. And this is okay. not, I can't remember the whole setup, but you'll get the thing, is uh, blah, 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 we're at church, and last week the the, the pastor was drunk. Uh, so this time the pastor's up there saying, uh, look, we just have to apologize for last week. Uh, some erroneous things were happening. It, it said there was 11 apostles, obviously there's 12. And of course, there is a taffy pole at St. Peter's, not a Peter pole at St. Taffy's. <laughs> Peter being a euphemism for penis. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying. Oh, yeah, that. yeah. Now I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I remember that joke from about first grade. <laughs> uh, yeah, so down the hatch. Uh, so, yeah, here's the thing that I'm curious about. If those were taffy stumps, taffy tree stumps, mm -hmm. how did that hatch exist there for so long? Like, is the hatch made out of taffy? No, I think the hatch predates the Candy Kingdom. I think that hatch is there. It's just that Uncle Gumbald and PB aren't great arborists and just didn't notice there was a hatch in the middle of their, their taffy forest. I want to go watch the uh, the episode 10 episode again, even though I just saw it very recently, and see if you can see the hatch. Oh, that's smart. Because that yeah. would be... That would be amazing. I would love it if the hatch was there. Well, 15 years from now, when we get to that episode, we'll... <laughs> We'll get there fast. Yeah. Yeah, so they they go down the hatch and meet these uh, skittery, skittish uh, humanoid people. And I love Jake's mm -hmm. response to Finn's like, oh, man, these people are, like, so terrified. <laughs> and Jake's response is, yes, we could rule them like gods. Angry yes. gods. <laughs> Angry gods. <laughs> what a, what a get all big. Yeah, just this, this, this children's show. Is the first mm -hmm. thought of seeing terrified people is, oh, let's pretend we're gods and make them fear us. <laughs> um, I, I think uh, later on that tribe, they do get named the tribe of humans. Like H-Y-O-O, -O, humans, but oh. they're not, uh, they're not human human, but they are. Like how the Ferengi uh, pr pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they do return. They do come back in a later episode, um, which is when we start getting more Susan. Yeah. Uh, because Susan, like, whether or not she's human, she's enormous. Yeah, she's yoked. Like, yeah. she's she's got to be over two meters tall. I don't like your bullshit. I know that's like 6'6", six, six, but still, I don't like you using metric. <laughs> and I'm saying be that because I demonstrated that I know the metric system, and I still don't like you and... using it. 
She probably weighs like I don't know, uh, uh, eighty kilo- oh. eighty uh, kilograms. Oh yeah, probably fourteen stone, love. Like whatever. Yeah, fucking maybe four. Use probably a, not use American. Stone. Use American, but I mean, she's just she's just monstrous and super beefy, very athletic. Uh, you know, I mean, almost superheroic in in stature. Uh, and I love watching. I, I love this episode because it does such a good job introducing Susan, um, having English kind of start to come back to her. You know, like it's obvious that she knew English before, but the rest of the 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 humans seem to not ever pick up very much English. No, and they speak in like they have their own kind of like uh, chittering sort of language. speech. Yeah. yeah, which I wonder mm-hmm. if there's any like secret messages there. I wonder if like Uber geeks of the show have like translated that. Uh, that's a good question. I uh, I was watching the subtitles in this episode too, and it's just it just looks like babble. Yeah. Like maybe it's some of, but um, I'm not sure. But they basically take Susan under their wing and they teach her about grass incrementally. About, incrementally, they teach her incrementally yeah. about various things. But there's like grass and rocks. Oh, and we see Susan crush a rock with her like just yeah. Hugging it, she's, she's uh, and she's strong. then, then candy, yeah, um, the marshmallows, yeah, and she gets like immediately sugar high, addicted to sugar. Oh, like and, big anime eyes, sugar high. And then there's a wonderful um, <clears throat> going against expectation, and then also going against expectation that sets up here is like. Do you really think we should bring her to the candy kingdom, you know, where everything's made out of candy? And he's like, yeah, it'll yeah. be fine. And you're like, oh, God, <laughs> she's going to go nuts and eat everything. And he cuts to them leaving like a sedate dinner with PB. He's like, oh, it was wonderful to meet you, Susan, Susan Strong. And everything's laid back. She's like, hey, man, you know, no problem. And then, uh-oh, <laughs> it just monstrous. <laughs> she tries to eat uh, Pepper Butler. She starts eating the streets. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I'm going to get all my friends and eat this entire kingdom. Yeah. Um, and Finn's words like, oh, no, you, you can eat the candy, but you just can't eat any of the candy that talks. Yeah. And then the, the it turns out that the sidewalk is made out of sidewalk brittle. <laughs> Let yeah. me eat, like, digs up a piece of sidewalk and shoves it in her mouth. Uh, and Susan's whole reaction is, okay, we won't eat we won't eat peppermint butler, but we will eat everybody else. That's, you know, it's a fine solution. Yeah, I guess. People got to eat. The candy kingdom uh, fortifies itself. Uh, using yeah. candy weapons and dressed up in mm-hmm. uh, adorable uh, Halloween costume, which is that whole thing a, where a beautiful line of Stachy's a, Be- a Beelzebub. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I love the uh, that Princess Bubblegum is like, we'll make them all fearsome and terrifying, and they just they look adorable yeah. in their cute little costumes. It's like, oh, these are the this is the opposite of scary. Um, okay, so here's here's my question. This is the ethical dilemma. Finn says it's okay to eat the candy as long as it's not sentient, as long as it doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, the veggie people. Do they talk? Is it okay to eat them? They never talk. They never move. They never do anything. You don't really see any evidence that they're sentient. Well, if they did, in fact, invent that helmet with the wires coming out of it, like PB indicated, I would uh-huh. say that that is evidence of sentience. I wonder if they're kind of like the weeping angels. Like, they yeah. can't move when you're looking at them. They're, they're in, like, a fixed quantum state that anytime you look at them, you know, that's that's when they can that's when they get stuck. So this is like, yeah, yeah. these are like Schrodinger's vegetables. <laughs> and then it also brings up the question of, uh, I can't remember which season this is. I think it's in seven or eight when um, 
Bimo makes a sentient sandwich. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yes. And, like, every single ingredient has, like, a little happy face on it and stuff. And it's like, is that an okay sandwich to eat? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, though, because, you know, I guess we would have to define sentience in it because, like, you know, they eat meat and, you know, animals are debatably sentient, you know. Yeah. So I think I think the line of if you can talk, you shouldn't be eaten or if mm-hmm. you can prove that you can invent, you know, complex things and not talk, that's also okay. Mm-hmm. So then sentient cheese is okay. As long as it doesn't talk. Okay. Okay. Uh, like, if you just sit there smiling like a goof, like, you know, you're basically just like a cheese emoji. That's fine. You can, you can eat that. <laughs> yeah. And then tof- tofu human. Tofuman, that's, that stuff is okay to eat. Too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just soy. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> soy. All, this, all the soybean uh, souls just go down to the afterlife and, you know, live happily ever after. So the question of, uh, of the number of humans on Ooh is suddenly as of this episode like there's suddenly a question are there more humans yeah. is susan strong a human that wasn't revealed in the at the end by the end of the episode by the end of the episode all of the other uh, human tribe had taken off their headpieces and revealed that they were like fish people but susan never took her headpiece off yes and she has hair coming out the back of it that's true uh yeah i mean it's you know in in it indicates what's going to come later um you know, I was just thinking, Finn's the last full human, but Marceline's half human. So we do have a half human on yeah. the planet. Yeah, although Marceline is a half human, half demon who then got turned into a vampire. Yeah, so I guess the question is, are vampires still human? Ooh, that's a good one. In the kind of, uh, you know, uh, snobby, really badly written vampire stuff. There's some that are like, oh, yeah, we're homo vampiris, where it's like, yeah, we're homo sapiens, oh but a different. Yeah, uh, uh. I, yeah I don't know. I don't yes, have an answer I, for that. I don't know. I, I have no answer for that either. Um, but uh, but it is cool that this is where. This is where that all, that whole thing kind of starts. I, I love that. I love that it's in season two and there's so much there's so much story development around the humans. Yeah and what's left of them later I mean, it on. makes sense, too, because I think the the premise of let's just do a Dungeons & Dragons fun show, mm-hmm. I think that really loses steam after a couple seasons if they only did that. They, they needed to start integrating <clears throat> longer-form storytelling mm-hmm. because what, the, what are you going to yeah. do, you know? <clears throat> you can't yeah, have 10 you can't seasons just keep that making, yeah. yeah, you can't just make D&D jokes all the time. You have to start start introducing stuff. And, and fortunately, I mean, fortunately for the show and for us, the audience... Um, the story writers, the writers on this on Adventure Time, are very creative and do a really, really good job setting up these big, long, multi-season story arcs. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's it's honestly this is why we started watching this. This is why we started talking about the show so much. Yeah, we're getting there. Is because of this. Sort of yeah, this this so kind of I'm, yeah, this is the start of a yeah. of a long, long trip into the world yeah. of uh, post-apocalyptic humanity. Yeah, pretty much the whole end of of uh, season two is just filled with really cool stuff. I think we've got like, I can't remember on the list we put together. I think we had like one or two other episodes where we're like, Oh, do we, do we need to do this one? But, uh, but there's like, yeah, we have some, in front of me. Mm-hmm. we have some big names coming up, big events. Yeah. A lot of, uh, uh, Lich, uh, finally gets like fully established on the show. Yeah. Which is very exciting. He's such an amazing villain. Uh, I think that the, um, uh, Adventure Time, Adventure Time uh, wiki 
describes the Lich as the primary antagonist of Adventure Time. And, yeah, uh, that's fair. I think that's pretty accurate. Yep. Like, he's he threatens the multiverse, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the other one, yeah. I mean, I think maybe the other argument you could make for, the, like, the the biggest villain of Ooh would be uh, Lumpy Space Princess. <laughs> yeah. Except... She's also the savior of Ooh. We have to remember. Yeah, but, you know. Mm. If it wasn't for Lumpy Space Princess, Jake would still be absorbed into slime. Yeah, yeah, you know, potato, potato. Um, I don't have anything else for the Susan Strong episode other than looking forward to seeing her again. Uh, it was nice to get a yeah. taste of the adventure time that, that brought us together and got us to first make love. <laughs> Uh, I have one more thing. Please. Susan, since this is the first time we've seen her, she is voiced by uh, Jackie Buscarino, who also did Pacifica Northwest in Gravity Falls and Vidalia in Steven Universe. So she's cool. uh, she's in all the good cartoons. Yeah. Uh, pretty good last name, too. Buscarino. Yeah. Hopefully hey, that's right. Buscarino. I can barely read my own handwriting. It must, might be Buscanino. <laughs> Either way. That, I think Busca, Busca is like a fun start of any name. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so I think that's... Yeah. Do you have any other segments? Do you have another segment for us? Uh, no. I think... Uh, Me neither. I think, I think we're good. I mean, we're, we're around about an hour right now, and after yeah. editing, we'll be at like 50-whatever minutes. So yeah, we're, we're good. Yeah, do you want to do the wrap-up, the ending yes. thing? Where, so I would like tell to us tell the audience that you can find us at WizBiz Podcast everywhere. Uh, we got a TikTok that I've posted twice to. Uh, we got an Instagram. Sweet. Uh, we got a Twitter. Twitter's the best way to find us until Blue Sky finally takes off, and then we can go there. That's all of it. Oh, and we have whizbiz.com, whizbizpodcast.com. Oh, yeah, whizbizpodcast.com. Where you can, and you can subscribe to us on any platform, yes. any podcasting platform. Go find us on, you know, Stitcher and Spotify and apple podcast tunes yeah the whole the, google the whole thing Casty the whole place, shebang another yes, uh, leader so. the second quote mm-hmm. whole shebang yes so thank you for listening and we will see you next time bye We're, i'm sorry what, what? we will talk at you next time see you's fine i mean that's you know it's colloquial okay. it's colloquial yeah <laughs> alfita's in minor champions Mwah. Mwah.